Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Orsborn, and now we welcome in our good friends, the always effusive. (laughs) (laughs) Effusive is the word of the day that we're using. Is that a compliment? It is, absolutely. I had to look it up this morning. I just, no, I know what it means, but like always effusive, that can be a little much. You're not always effusive. Okay, no, the, I am. I'm I sorry, that, Katie White, the always the, effusive Eddie Cotter. How's that better? <laughs> <laughs> Katie White, Eddie Cotter, blessed to have you here with us this blessed morning. Blessed to be Thank here. You. Thank you. Katie White is the host of the award-winning Raising Saints. Yeah, but who gave the award, really? I did. Yes. Okay. okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Right. You know why? Why? Do you remember why you... Um, Because I'm always effusive? <laughs> You came in second on, on, on that. <laughs> no, it was because you're you are you have the longest running locally producing Gabriel. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. more than a hundred episodes of wow. Raising Saints. We were grinding them out, weren't we? And they were all good. They were great. Those kids are awesome. So. And anyway. now they probably have families. I'm sure they do. <laughs> also, cherry soup. That's not. That wasn't soup. You were lied to. What? Oh. It was just like a cherry sauce. Yeah, over dumplings. But it wasn't soup. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You ca- I wish the radio audience could see Dave's face right now. Did, did, like, did, I literally just like, crushed your whole childhood. Oh. I didn't mean to. Well, I, I mean, a soup is some sort of liquid or a broth well, with this, stuff in it. Now we're into this the hot dog a sandwich conversation. And we simply <laughs> oh, no. don't have time for that. So. Shall we talk about saints? Let's. But first, can I say that I brought you a present? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, is it an award? Uh, no, it's not an award. That's next time. So I've been praying. As you may have heard, we're entering into a very politically fraught election season. Yes. <laughs> so I've been really praying for the women who will find themselves in crisis pregnancy situations who mm-hmm. are going to get caught in political crossfire and who maybe aren't going to be cared for the way they need to be cared for. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I reached out to Birthright. Yeah. And we created yard signs. And I brought some for everybody. They just Thank say you. pregnant, need a friend, and then they have birthright information. That, so for people who don't want to put an election sign in their yard or want to put in addition to an election sign, this is a way for women who can just find help. So the Knights of Columbus Fantastic. are distributing, various parishes are distributing. So if you want a birthright yard sign, just reach out to birthright and they'll get you one. Excellent. And tell your pastor to pass them out to your parish. Are you leaving some here for yes. people to pick up here? I, well, I, I can get more and leave them here if you'd oh, like me to do that. Fantastic. I will Let's do that. Let's invite our friends into okay. 4673 Winterset Drive. Okay. Not to derail the saint conversation, but. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you very welcome. much. I wasn't expecting a gift. Well, you know, I'm always unexpected. Especially after your comments about cherry soup. <laughs> well, Dave, I'm just, I'm the only one who loves you enough to tell you the truth. That's right. Okay. And sometimes it hurts. Yes, that's right. Who was your confirmation saint? Well, I'm glad you asked because it was St. Cecilia, mm-hmm. who's beautiful, honorable, lovely, wonderful saint. But I was lazy when I chose her because I'm a singer and I was like, oh, that works. So um, not, you know, not that you don't choose St. Cecilia if you're a singer, but expand your thought, pray about it, you know, so. You don't think she picked you? Ooh, Dave. Oh. You just did that because yeah. of the cherry soup comment. <laughs> no, I'm a firm believer in that. 
Because I, I think most of us have this story of during our com- confirmation, just we're young, we don't really know. It all seems so overwhelming. There's so many. And so we just pick one. But then later in life, we come to find, oh, wow, they have an important role in my life or they're mm. really speaking to me in some way or they show up. Okay. Okay. Would you say? <laughs> yes. Yes. I just did youth ministry for so long and I encountered kids who really prayerfully, thoughtfully chose their confirmation name. Oh, that's beautiful. I know. It was amazing. So yes. Okay. St. Cecilia, I will be connecting with you later. My apologies if I ever disrespected (laughs) you. Well, you've connected with her over the course of over your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably in some very amazing ways. Yep. Surprising ways. Absolutely. Does anything come to mind? About my connection with St. Cecilia? No, but every time her name comes up, there's this like, I'm wrestling, right? So isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Wrestling with, I don't know. Okay. I didn't know this was a therapy session, guys. (laughs) You're going to have to take some time with her. Sit down as friends. I will. I will do that. Well, let's be therapeutic with Mr. Cotter. So tell us about your confirmation saint and sure. why that was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it wasn't. This whole effusive thing, I don't even know what it means. I know it doesn't fit on a license plate. So, But, you know, Dave, you mentioned about Wisconsin, having been a Wisconsinite for 14 years. Yeah. Um, I must say uh, it kind of ties to one of my heroes, Blessed Solanus Casey, who was an Wisconsin-born Irishman. That's right. And he believed, who actually his favorite food was hot dogs, so he would call it a sandwich. So I just want to get that out of the way Whoa. before I Everything answer your question. Everything comes full circle. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow, we're going so, deep today. Super amazing. deep. <laughs> effusively deep. Um, I, my confirmation, I couldn't be happier, actually, when I was seventh grader at the time. And uh, I came down to two, but one was going to win. And it was St. Patrick, of course, being of Irish roots. There you go. And so my earliest, fondest memories are being at St. Patrick's Church in Columbus with all of my with my dad and my uncles on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, being so moved by him when I started to read about him. Um, for a while, St. Francis of Assisi was in the running, but that's just because I'd gotten a new puppy. But other than <laughs> nothing, nothing against St. Francis at all. But it was a fleeting thought. Because St. Patrick said, not a chance, Eddie. I'm picking you. I'm your confirmation saint, St. Patrick. And he's truly been a hero of mine since I was about, probably about six years old. And you're still connected with St. Patrick Church. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. Our family roots go back to six generations at the very earliest days of St. Patrick's. And um, my wife and I had our first date at St. Patrick's. We were married at St. Patrick's. Our kids were baptized there. Um, and I'm very privileged to be a, uh, an assistant youth director at St. Patrick's and the basketball coach of the program. And uh, so we have some of the best teenagers in the world mm. um, at St. Patrick's. So every time I go there, I just sit and think, there's no place I think I'd rather be. And it, it, I think St. Patrick's just celebrated 170th anniversary. Yeah, I think in the next couple of days or something. Yeah, yeah. But you're right around 170 there. years. Wow. Yep. My great-grandfather was there in the 1860s okay. when he came from Ireland, and then my grandma went to school there. and So it's it's always been kind of the mother church for the Cotter family. Fantastic. Now, you're also a performer. A bit, yeah. A musical performer. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
my wife would call that being a show off. Another time. But um, yeah, I got, I'm very fortunate. Back in the big '80s, I was a rock drummer with a pretty successful band, and we were even on MTV once at like three in the morning in the early days. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great group called the Bellows. But I left the rock and roll world because my real love of music was traditional Irish music. Okay. So I've been fortunate to be able to play the Bowron, which is a traditional Irish drum, um, and gotten to play all around the world with playing traditional Irish music. Mm-hmm. Well, and you share your gifts so effusively with so many people. I think that's good. I figured out how to put it on a license plate. Okay. E-F-F-U-S-V. I know where I'm going now after this no, is no, over. No, 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 that's mine. No, Eddie, no. It's my license plate. I'll get a Wisconsin plate. <laughs> that way we can each have it. There you go. Effusive one and two. There you go. <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> we'll, we'll fight. We'll do that out later. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, did you guys bring some favorite quotes with you? Same quotes? Hmm. No. No? Just okay. Eddie? <laughs> I got a whole book on <laughs> no, Eddie is by far the better student this morning. <laughs> no. I'm okay. That's you wrote you. a book. Well, I kind of I, I kind of what's uh, produced a book, okay. I'd say. Because um, these quotes aren't mine, but it was about 25 years ago I heard a quote by St. John Vianney, and it changed my life, and it was, anger never travels alone. It's always accompanied by other sins. And I thought, wow, isn't Whoa. that the truth? So that gave me the idea, I'm going to try to find one or two sentence quotes of the saints, because reality is most people don't read past a sentence or two, and they're not going to have hundreds of volumes of all these great saints, but there's so much wisdom from them if we could just get one or two bullseye quotes. Mm-hmm. And I put it in a little book. Well, I kind of had this idea for over 25 years, and when I got COVID back in the early days of COVID, I thought... Maybe it's time to actually put this, make this happen. So, so rather than binging Netflix, you put together a book. That's exactly what I did. Nice. Eddie and yeah. Bishop Barron wrote books, and the rest of us binged Netflix. <laughs> I also binged, <laughs> but I had some time. Yeah, I chipped away at this for ten minutes a day while I binged on the other stuff. No. Um, so what happened was I, I contacted. I did a lot of work in Ireland before COVID, uh, setting up chapters of Dead Theologian Society, and made a lot of great contacts. So a friend of mine named Ronan Lynch. He's a brilliant graphic artist. I put all these quotes together, did some research, tried to line them up the best I could with their feast days. Some don't have quotes that we know about. And then if I didn't, I would just uh, find a bunch of quotes from my favorites. But um, put the art, my, my friend Ronan put the artwork together, and it's actually a beautiful book. It came out about a year ago, and it's called Wisdom and Inspiration from the Saints in a Sentence. But it all started with that quote from St. John Vianney, which mm-hmm. I thought, that stuck with me and actually changed my life. Now you're a redhead. Uh, that's that's part of the reason why I had temper yeah, problems. Yeah, anger. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. And I really think it it probably lowered my anger level about ninety something percent for the rest of my life because I thought that made so much sense. So in putting these quotes together, I thought that'd be a great way to help other people. Maybe they'll hear a quote that'll change their life because these saints they're all they have so much brilliant stuff, just brilliant. And you know, you mentioned about um, being humble earlier. And going back to Wisconsin and the cherry soup and all that stuff, Blessed Solanus Casey said, if we could truly humble ourselves, our victory is won. I thought that was apropos to bring that in as well. Mm. I, I'm just looking at this book for the first time, and it is absolutely beautiful. And you can it's have really it. Really nice. <gasps> That's a gift. You can have it. Oh my 
all the gifts this morning. Thank you so much. But I'll, I get the I'll license you, plate. I'll give you a I yard. Okay. I get you can have one. a yard sign and the license plate. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Wow. Yeah. We we br- we bring bartering We're to the St. Gabriel Cafe. We're doing That's deals a- this morning. <laughs> Katie Wyatt, Eddie Cotter here in the cafe with Dave Orsborn and Amanda Miller. How about uh, a quote from Amanda while uh, Katie goes through the book? Yeah, she- I brought. I didn't read. I guess I didn't read the fine print. I brought like my favorite saints, but I didn't know I was supposed to have quotes from my favorite saints. So. Okay. Well, that's okay. You can flip through the book and see what strikes hey, you. Yeah, my here. I brought a quote. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. Well, actually, I love what Eddie was sharing about um, anger never travels alone. And so uh, what kind of actually pops out to me is a quote that he's not a saint yet, but we're praying for it. So Venerable Fulton Sheen, nothing ever happens in the world that does not happen first inside the human heart. Hmm. Good or bad. Right. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. how, how... just the necessity of needing, like we were talking about this morning with Dr. Marlin, cultivating that humble, contrite heart, right? And uh, allowing that to be the place from all which all our actions flow. I'm sorry, I'm just pondering that. <laughs> so sorry. It's radio, you do not have time to ponder. No, no pondering. <laughs> Keep it moving. Katie Wyatt. Um, well, I don't have a quote, but okay. I will say... Um, I counted up my posse of saints this morning that I gather mm. for prayers this morning, and there are 16. <laughs> so I won't list them all, but these are the saints that I, you know, call upon the each posse. morning. My posse, yeah, yeah, for my husband, for my kids, for my godchildren, my nieces and nephews, my siblings, his spouses, my parents, all. So, um, but there's a saint that um, I recently stumbled upon, and that's St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. Yeah, and her, oh my goodness! And I'm new. I'm a neophyte with Saint Elizabeth, so I I don't I can't say much about her. I can't quote her, but her um, reflections on the sanctuary of her soul have been uh, they have really changed how I pray. You know, when I was first reading her talking about encountering the Lord in the sanctuary of her soul, and she she just speaks and writes so beautifully. Um, I said. Jesus, I I want to see the sanctuary of my soul, you know, in my whiny little spoiled brat way. And I closed my eyes and immediately I was there in this beautiful sanctuary and the Lord was present. And um, I just it, it, I, I just really encourage everybody to try it, to just say, Lord, show me the sanctuary of my soul and let me encounter you there. And then just close your eyes and see where he takes you and um it has been profound. And interestingly, it has morphed. This was this has been a couple of years I've been doing this, and the sanctuary of my soul has morphed. It started out this beautiful, big, grand, European-style, you know, cathedral, and now I'm down to, and this is how the, you know, this is, the message is loud and clear. Yes, Lord, I hear it, but I'm down to this tiny little simple cell now with no trappings and no, you know, flourish and no, and it's just the Lord Mm. in my soul in this cell and the thing that i haven't that saint elizabeth of the trinity obviously she was very focused on the triune god and had a profound relationship with each person of the trinity i haven't gotten there yet with the holy spirit i'm working on it right the holy spirit has always been like a wind a force a power a a movement you know and so i'm really praying with saint elizabeth to um 
helped me encounter the Holy Spirit in an intimate way as I'm, I'm able to do with um, God the Father and God the Son and still working on that. So Now, are there writings of Elizabeth of Trinity? There are writings, mm-hmm. yes. And don't ask me like the name of whatever because I don't know. I just find little bits and pieces here. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in your book? That'll be volume two. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does her quote say? not in there oh yeah that's that's gonna be in the next well you have two books here so i thought you meant one and two one One was a gift for katie one was the gift the other one is the one i've marked up all the time (laughs) which actually was a gift to my wife but i think she's seen it maybe once because <laughs> I, I keep using it all the time. Because you take it. Yeah, Aww. I do. <laughs> well, do you want to give this to your wife? I know I feel bad. No, because I already wrote in this one about okay. she's the love of my life and all that stuff. I should probably give this back to her. <laughs> um, yeah. He has a box in the car. Yeah, it's, it's the one with the Wisconsin plates. Oh yeah, there's, there's some. It's, it's a million racist. seller. I got a million. I'm in the seller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, I, uh, can we just address how um, beautiful that was in regards to Elizabeth of the Trinity? She's so beautiful. I, I just think I feel like we should just kind of like actually talk about maybe can you share a little bit more with us regarding kind of what she teaches? Well, that's the thing. I just focus on this one, this one tiny portion, right? Just that sanctuary of the soul and the... Um, connection conversation she has with the fullness of God the full triune God so um that's that's the high level Elizabeth of the Trinity and I know that there's more that I'm going to enter into and get sort of into the more specifics of of what she has to say but so I'm supposing then she's just really referencing and tapping into being temples of the Holy Spirit, but really temples of God. Yes. Yes. The indwelling, right. Of the Lord within each of us. And, and that not just being a vague concept Mm -hmm. or a vague spiritual understanding, but a reality, like a literal, literally the triune God dwelling within each of us. That he's not some being out there mm-hmm. or that we can literally encounter him. Mm-hmm. And when us. we say, you know, um, l- Lord, let me, let me be, let me be l- Jesus to the people I encounter. Right. Or when we receive the Eucharist, we re- sometimes I think we think of that in, I, I don't know, metaphorically, maybe even almost or symbolically or, but, but literally the Lord enters in and remains in us. I, you know what? This is so timely because uh, my son Jackson and I recently visited someone on Sunday. We went to visit someone in a nursing facility and I didn't get the idea till after we were at mass because we were right there. So I didn't bring her the Eucharist and I felt so bad. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Why didn't you think to bring her communion? And I, when we got there, I just apologized and I said, I just feel so bad. I feel so bad. She called me the next day and she said, you know, I was thinking you had just received the Eucharist. Mm. So you did bring me the Eucharist. I just, wow. Wow. For the win. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a reason I think that I didn't think to actually Mm. bring her Christ in the Eucharist because she wanted to reveal to me. So along, you know, in that same, in that same vein, the Lord does dwell within us literally. And, um, we're invited to, 
take that seriously, ponder that, take that seriously, embrace that, encounter him there and go. Mm -hmm. And I would suppose that's kind of the wisdom of a lot of the saints is really taking that connection with our Lord seriously Mm -hmm. and then applying it to our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking of your comment about the sanctuary shrinking or growing smaller to the size of a cell. Do you think that comes with, I know it does for me with maturity, just I'm not, I'm talking age, not, not spiritual maturity, but becoming more contemplative as the years go on and, and not, you know, we've all been involved in, in ministry and activity changes and Mm -hmm. doing fewer things and just that desire to spend more time with the Lord in quiet in in, in solitude, silence, and have a cell rather than a big cathedral. Yeah. Especially, you know, I think as we get older, we start to downsize anyway at the practical level Mm. and we get rid of all the stuff that we don't need and we keep the stuff that means the most to us. Mm. Um, so I think there's a maturity, and also I think is as we get older, um, that happens. And you know, uh, Katie mentioned about the grand cathedral and all that kind of stuff. And then it shrinks down. I could see myself in my younger days want seeing want all the stuff mm-hmm. to go with that. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, it's like, well, a little thatched roof cottage with a turf fire, and I'm good. You that's know, that's great. Yeah, and I think so. I think that that's part of the whole deal. The more we empty ourself of self and fill that with God, then when we witness other people, we really are bringing God. It's more authentic. And then we kind of, as we get older and mature spiritually and age-wise, we downsize and let let the most important things come to the forefront. So that's when people see us, visit us, when we go to see them, they see God more than all of our neat stuff. I'm also reminded uh, your comment about bigger to smaller as we mature. Um, I remember we were in Rome and everything is so big in Rome and every like every artist was just trying so hard to express the greatness of God and the glory of God and we do the best we can with the gifts we're given and we do a really, really awesome job, but it it's going to fall short, right? And if you spend a, a, a little bit of time in Rome, for me, I started to just feel like kind of overwhelmed and insignificant and like, this is, God, you are so, so big. Who am I? And then we went from Rome to Assisi mm-hmm. and, you know, prayed before the tomb of St. Francis. And I was like, and also you're here, Lord, in this simple, wow. humble, you know, not tiny. There's nothing tiny, <laughs> but um, so just I think in addition to maturity, but and and then what you were saying, Eddie, just quiet, like it's easier. And what you were saying also, Dave, it's easier in the quiet sometimes, you know, to Some, take in all the imagery yeah. and the, you know, magnificent. Some Katie Wyatt, Eddie also. Cotter with us here in the St. Gabriel Cafe. Edward? I was just going to say, uh, I think some of the, the great, the stuff can be, can enhance sure. our faith, but we have to be sharp enough to say, is it an enhancement or a distraction? Mm-hmm. And if it's a distraction, then maybe it needs to go. If it's an enhancement, I'll put it right here. Right. Beautiful. Am I using it to draw nearer to the Effusively. Lord? Or am I? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone give me a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our world word of the day, the St. Gabriel Cafe. Hey, I rhymed. Eddie, you have another quote? <laughs> I do actually. There was um. 
there's one here, um, a quote from St. Patrick where he said, avarice is a deadly sin. And avarice is a word you may not hear a whole lot about, but I was talking to my best friend on the way here today, and um, he's in a line of work where there's a whole lot of avarice. I won't even, but I think sometimes, which is a, a greed for material wealth and, and that type of gain, and I think it's really easy to fall into that trap, pursuing stuff where the, the pot of gold is what I'm going after um, at all costs. And then I think it can, people can spend their lives doing that, and at the end of it, it's like none of that stuff's going to go with. Mm. And, wow, what a trick of the devil to, to have me just spend a lifetime filled with the next deal and the next thing and the time could have been spent to get to know God. Now, is avarice it, greed or um, it's an extreme gluttony? greed? It's an extreme greed okay. for material gain, okay, in wealth. And I, so sometimes that's so highlighted in our culture, um, and I think it is. It can be a deadly sin. Hmm. So that was one from Saint Patrick. Well, I like that too. I, I don't. Th- I don't think we're always aware of how many idols we have. Yeah. And, you know, you think of idol worship and you, you kind of go back, you know, to the the golden calf or, you know, all these, you know, different pagan things. But, man, I, 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 we're just surrounded by things that we turn into idols. Yeah. Just staying up till midnight watching football last night. Well, that's no. different, Katie. No, anyway. No, no. <laughs> I'm borderline. I'm borderline. I'm working really hard not to slip over the line into idolatry i really love football mm. in fact yeah. you guys want to make this a like a football analysis show this morning oh yeah. you have something with in. the saints no. <laughs> well there is a team called the saints there is a team That's called true. the saints yeah. Chris but they Olave? just but they just lost to the to mary's team the green bay packers oh. mary's <laughs> team because she appeared just a few miles from lambeau field so they, there you go <laughs> There you go, people. Wow. I didn't know the Packers were Mary's team. I thought Notre Dame was, and they lost. So I'm talking about the NFL. I know. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry to derail. Back on track, though, did you read the um, reflection? Wait, did you have somewhere else you wanted to go? I just I just totally No, I'll let you okay. drive. I mean, you're the host of the longest-running uh, show in St. April true. history. Thank you so. for the respect. <laughs> <laughs> the Reflection, Venerable Francis Xavier Wen Van Tuan. Did you read that? In he, I haven't, today? but he, he is He's awesome. My, oh, my goodness. He is exceptional. Okay, give us some background. He's amazing. So he was, I'll read you the little blurb. That's every time he has a reflection in the Magnificat, this is, this is his little blurb. He was in prison. He died in 2002. He was imprisoned by the Vietnamese government for 13 years, during which time he secretly sent prayers and spiritual writings to his flock. Every single thing I read from him, like, touches me right at my heart. I don't have to, I don't have, you know, sometimes you read, and then you have to go back and read again, and like, I didn't quite get that and read again. No, never with him. It's just like, wow. yep, get it. He's amazing. But today he's talking, I won't read the whole thing, but he's talking about saints that we know, saints that we that live among us, and, and um, the benefit to our society and what we can gain and knowing them. And I was just thinking, we know so many of these people right here in Columbus, right here in the Columbus Catholic community. We know so many of these people that when we're in their presence, we know I'm in the presence of a saint right now. And someday <laughs> I'm going to, I hope to encounter that person again. Pre- present company in included, right? 
Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Point to whoever. See, I, I'm doing no nose goes, and nobody knows that because we're on the radio. So mm. I, remember I used to always do air quotes? Yes. <laughs> I don't quite understand how radio works, apparently. But um, yeah, he just talks about the Lord lives and acts through saints, and nothing stands in the way of the power of divine grace. Lord, give to our world many saints. Um, I may produce material goods, but you alone, Lord, can give us saints. Yeah, it's beautiful. I encourage everyone to, if you have the memory. Are you, are you familiar me. with Cardinal Von Tuan? Just very basically. I mean, I know who he is. Yeah, he's a venerable now. Um, yeah. And I believe he was made a cardinal very close to the end of his life. Uh, and it, that that quote that uh, that Katie shared is from one of his books, Prayers of Hope, Words of Courage. Out, outstanding like really every word he wrote mm-hmm. you to spend time with um wow yeah pretty good yeah hey, hey dave i got one to share if it's okay with everybody sure um this is by a female saint saint jane francis de chantal and i think this is something that all of us can remember this is one of those hopefully it'll stick with us for life she said suffering born in the will quietly and patiently is a continual, very powerful prayer before God. Mm. And we're all going to have our times of suffering. It could be mental, emotional, physical. But there's so many things to pray for. And I think when we, um, when those crosses find us, when those moments come, and if we're able to, instead of the first reaction being, why me? Now I'm mad at God. I want everyone to know. I'm going to have so much attention about this and all that. I mean, which is a natural human reaction. But if we could just pause for a little bit and say, wow, maybe I can use this as a very powerful prayer for a special intention or a special person who needs that prayer. And I just thought that that quote was really good. Eddie, that's so beautiful. I find myself having to repent of that all the time and saying, Lord, I am so sorry for my wasted suffering. And this, (laughs) that, because I find myself uh, amidst my suffering, uh, you know, complaining about it or crying out to the Lord, please, fix this, help me in this situation. And instead I have to realize, oh, I'm so sorry for for complaining about it and not embracing it and then offering it for for other suffering souls. Yeah, and it's so easy when we have our sufferings that all the people that know us have to suffer too because they're around us and we're, <laughs> sure. and we're really out with it. So I think that's, when I read that one, I thought, wow, that's that could that could really be put, in, put into use, great right. use. Here's something else I would say about that, because it it took me a long time to figure out um, offering up suffering Mm -hmm. and that wasting suffering is not an expectation that, oh, when I do that, then the Lord will take away this suffering. You know, it's it's um, and and it's so amazing how and I have thanks be to God, I've never suffered, you know, horrifically like some people do. But, you know, even if you have if you have ache or if you have pain or if you have hardship or if you have whatever offering that and, and um, uniting that with the suffering of our Lord, it, it makes it, um, I don't know even what the right word is because it's not enjoyable. It's not, but you know, you worth, know there's a, a value to it. There is worthwhileness. there. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yes. And I think sometimes we fall into this pit of pitting our suffering against someone else's mm-hmm. suffering. And, uh, 
okay, maybe there is this idea objectively of certain level of suffering, but we're also just all individual people and the way that we handle things is different. So we can't say, well, theirs is so much bigger than mine. So mine doesn't really count. No, like all of our little suffering, even if you get a little stubbed toe, okay, that hurts. Just Mm -hmm. offer it up. That's okay. Like we can use everything, big suffering, small suffering. And it's a, I I don't know. I would say it's even a kind of a weightier prayer almost because it's directly connected to our Lord on the cross. And we can all, we'll all be able to do it. Yeah. Because we're all going to have some. Exactly. Some things. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Katie Wyatt and Eddie Cotter here in the St. Gabriel Cafe with Dave and Amanda. Can I offer one? Please. No. No. Amanda, (laughs) what do you have? (laughs) I'm kidding. Go ahead, Dave. St. Francis de Sales. Mm, Patron of our diocese. That's right. Have patience with all things, but first of all with yourself. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Why did that one speak to you, Dave? Patience has always been an issue. Mm, I mean, for us all, huh? <laughs> well, Katie's pretty patient, but um, <laughs> did yeah, you hear I mean, that, but, Tom? but but so, and and still, so often my prayer is help me to be patient right. with so and so or the situation or this person. But I think it's rooted. My impatience with other people and other things is really rooted in impatience with myself mm. uh whether what whatever the situation um and like so many things in the spiritual life progress is comes from overflow so that the grace that we receive to change to transform ourselves then overflows into how we love our neighbors yes does that make sense dave yeah. it, it does Oh, sorry, man. No, go ahead, Eddie, please. Well, you outrank me in this booth. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Um, But to kind of dovetail with what you said, St. Benedict had a great quote, and he said, be careful to be gentle, lest in removing the rust, you break the whole instrument. Oh. So the way we treat others, you know, if there's some things that remove some rust, some issues there, be gentle so you don't break the person. And for ourselves too, in our own um, continuous efforts to grow in holiness we have to also be gentle with ourselves. um but at the same time that doesn't mean we get a free pass on stuff but yeah but be careful not to yeah break the whole instrument i think i think this is related because you know every i have literally prayed lord i'm giving up my free will I, I don't, you take it and I want you to just come in and fix this. And, you know, like I'm telling you, Lord, I don't take my free will, you know, and of course he won't, he won't <laughs> do that. Um, but, you know, pride, the sin of pride. Oh my goodness. You might be shocked to know that this is a sin I struggle <laughs> So, you know, I pray, Lord, take it away. I don't want, it's useless. I don't want it. It gets in the way. Da, 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 da. Um, and I, so I try to fast on Thursdays and I'm terrible at fasting. Dave, I think you've heard, I've heard you say you're also terrible at fasting. Um, but I really want, you know, so many people holy, way holier than I find a lot of fruit in fasting and praying. So, um, it occurred to me, this was just recently, the Lord said, Katie, use that pride to defeat the devil. You're terrible at fasting because you will not use the pride that you keep begging me to take away from you 
to have a, a power over him, right? So yeah. it, since I had this revelation, like fasting is so much easier because my impetus is, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so, Satan. You're not going to win this one. <laughs> and it is my pride that I don't Helps want you Satan to win. Yeah. Whoa, so yeah. the Lord has taken, so just in relation to the patience with myself and being gentle with, you know, the Lord said, look, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want you to use this productively, you know? Um, so that's, that's well, power isn't, of our Lord. Isn't, there... isn't that St. Paul though, Katie? Cause he says, I boast Absolutely. in my weakness. You know, I yep. boast in my affliction. I boast in the lowliness of myself because of what God does with that yep. and because of what he continues to do. And with you know, that. how many times have I read that from St. Paul, but mm. do I hear it for myself in the way that, you know, but you know, then the Lord says, okay, here's what, here's what I'm, here's what I want you to do. Very yeah, good. So. It's rich. Reminded also of the um, quote about anger. Oh, yes. Yeah, St. John Vianney. So that also, I mean, are, if you're angry with yourself, mm-hmm. impatient with yourself, mm-hmm. that's going to overflow. Yep. Also towards others, right? That's exactly right. And it doesn't travel alone. It's And so it's, uh, yeah, that was, that's one of my favorite quotes probably of all time. Amanda, you have one. Mm, let's let's see. Uh, well, do you want to play Saint Quote Roulette? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay, go we ahead. Have a, you, we have about okay, four ready? minutes. Go. Oh. Okay, so this one: the man of impure speech is a person whose lips are but an open opening and a supply pipe which hell uses to vomit its impurities upon the earth. Wow, wow. that's good radio. Is okay, that Yes, it is. <laughs> literally, literally that we flipped a book, and I put <laughs> my finger there, and that's what came out. Oh, yeah. A man so, who never yeah. speaks an impure word. But you spoke that. It spewed out so beautifully the way you <laughs> Okay, anyone's immediate reflection. <laughs> Who's that from? So tr- John Vianney. John Vianney. John Vianney. Somebody listening needed to hear that, Amanda. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Say it again, because that really is rich. It's so rich. <laughs> the man of impure speech is a person whose lips are but an opening and a supply pipe, which hell uses to vomit its impurities upon the earth. Ah, oh, doesn't that just give you like, uh, bad, like, yeah, we well, don't want to do that. Time to clean up our language. Yeah, I mean, that That's right. that sounded so yeah. sweet when you said it, though. Can you, <laughs> yes. can you give us a different voice on that? Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah, you speak bad, you'll be puking all over everyone yeah. around you and everything yeah. and stuff yeah so yeah man yeah so take it easy <laughs> Devil yeah puke. back it down <laughs> apologize for everyone that's in the car right now <laughs> here's a great wow. saint john bosco a great okay. patron of you know for people who have done youth ministry he said the power of evil men lives on the cowardice of the good the power of evil men lives on the cowardice of the good and i think in times of the world's getting bizarre in many ways. Um, we just, we can be good and... Yeah, and kind. Good and kind, absolutely. And not be afraid. Don't become cowards. Courageous, yeah. Be, mm. Yep. Yep. Mm. I, I actually do have a saint to kind of help us um, think about some of these topics that we've been talking about. So this is St. Augustine, and he says, What does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and the needy. It has the eyes to see misery and want. 
It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. And I mean, really, that's at the heart of every saint, right? Is yes. is the heart to love, the hands to serve, um, the eyes to see the needs. So if we could all cultivate yeah. that, we're on our way, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And remember, we're surrounded by friends. They're there to prod us, to push us, to encourage us, to cheer us on and spend more time with, with our friends. Uh, I hope you saw that today in our discussion that um, they don't have to be long, profound treatises. You know, it, it can be a simple sentence that you can walk around with all day. Your book, Wisdom and Inspiration from the Saints in a Sentence by Eddie Cotter. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow at 8.